News Radio 840 WHAS, Bob Sekuller at the Louisville Real Estate Show. Good Sunday morning. Glad you're joining us. We're here till the top of the hour. Let me give you an idea who is with us today. He's the head guy over the Chuck Crosby Law Offices, because he is Chuck Crosby. He is joining us. He does not only real estate closings, but wills, powers of attorney, foreclosure defense, commissioner sales. The list goes on and on. That's Chuck Crosby. You can reach him anytime at 499-6360. Also, this guy is the owner of Home Team Inspection Service and Team Bug Out. So you can get your home inspected and also Get rid of the bugs that may be crawling around if you own a home. You can reach Brad and his group at 844-411-TEAM. My son, Greg, who does our marketing and photography and so much more, is uh, back with us. And if you're thinking about selling your home now or in the near future, I would love to be able to help you. You can call me. It's a free, no-obligation meeting. We can talk about the plan, and I can give you insights of some 20 years in this business. Now, you can reach me at 376 5483 or go to bobsellslouisville.com. All right. Coming up a little later on in the show, 11 ticking time bombs in your house and what to do about them. First, we start with the questions that have been emailed into us. And this one is right off the bat going over to Chuck Crosby at uh, Crosby Law. James owns a home in uh, Oldham County. He writes in this email that his next door neighbors rented their house. This may be sound familiar to a, a number of people in our listening audience. Rented the house. Now the renters are disrupting the neighborhood with loud parties. James wondering, can he sue the homeowners for the renters disrupting his right to quiet enjoyment? Chuck? Quiet enjoyment. Somebody's been looking on the Internet. Yes, yes. indeed. Um, I thought the same thing. Yeah. Um, parties. At this point, uh, it depends on a few things. If it's in a subdivision that has certain uh, restrictions against that kind of thing, mm -hmm. maybe there's something he can do. Can he just sue them directly because they're loud? Define loud. There's not really a law that says, you know, hey, this is loud, unless there are, at which point you call the police and have them come out and stop it. Um yeah, probably not a whole lot you can do uh, until there is actual damage, okay? Damage uh, to his environment? They're or? throwing beer cans and it breaks uh, oh, a window, oh. Oh, oh. something like that. Uh, but somebody being loud, all I can tell you is uh, I once received a complaint for starting up my motorcycle after uh, 10 a.m. on a Saturday. Don't you know I work nights? Uh, she said, um, I said, I apologize. No, I did not know that. I'll try and be quieter later. Uh, you see the, the issue. What's mm -hmm. too loud? You're certainly allowed to be loud on your property. What's I didn't know that Sherry allows you to have a motorcycle, but that we'll, we're learning oh, new about dude, you. I've well, been I've riding been a motorcycle for decades. Well, there you see, we just don't know that part of you. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. So um, call the so, police is what I hear you say. Yeah. If it gets left. Yeah. If it's a subdivision that has restrictions along those lines, perhaps you could sue them for diminution of value, but I really doubt it. Um, okay. So okay. this is more a call the police for noise problems. I wish you the best of luck, James. A reminder, if you would like to see a rebroadcast of this show, not only hear it, but see it. Yes. You can go to LouisvilleAnswers.com, all one word, LouisvilleAnswers.com. That will take you to our YouTube channel where this video will be waiting for you. Over to Brad Lawler with Home Team Inspection Service. Uh, Brad, this is a, a very interesting question. If an electrical panel has been updated by an electrician, uh, 
who's licensed but never got a sticker showing that it had been inspected. Billy is writing in. He says, can an electrician come out and look at the panel and certify it? It's now in good condition and get another sticker from the county. So what I get from this email is an electrician came out to update Billy's panel. He's planning to sell, but did it on his off time. Never got a permit. Now he's thinking he needs some sort of sticker. He's been told he needs a sticker. Can another electrician come out? Your thoughts? Well, I don't, I'm not a code guy. So yeah, it sounds like the step was missed that he needed to pull a permit to do Mm -hmm. the electrical upgrade to replace that panel. Um, You know, what the follow-up is, that's probably a better uh, question for an electrician. I will say that from a home inspection standpoint, if he goes to sell the house, um, you know, home inspectors don't do, you know, code checks. We're not looking to see if permits were pulled. We're just looking to see, you know, whether or not there's any evidence of, of you know, uh, overheating in the panel, uh, things not, you know, wired correctly. That's all we're looking for. So is it a problem down the road? I don't know. Uh, but certainly it sounds like the electrician should have pulled the permit, didn't. And now, you know, does he talk to another electrician? Uh, to come in and quote certify it. I don't really know even what a certification process would look like. It sounds like we've just missed a step. Um, but if he if the electrician missed that step, it makes me wonder what else just what his knowledge base was and is he qualified to even replace that panel? Well, wait, do you do home inspectors in general look for a certificate or some sort of a sticker no. on the panel that no. says it's so? Been so no, we don't. So keep in mind that a. a one, a home inspector in Kentucky and in Indiana, yeah. we're not code inspectors. I mean, we're not even allowed to use, in Kentucky. I can't even use the word code in an inspection report. It's it's literally against the law. So we don't look for those stickers. Um, a code sticker really is uh, stays fresh for about as long as a loaf of bread does. Uh, we've had instances where water uh, heaters were installed in one part of a basement. They were they had the code sticker applied to them. They were moved to another part of the basement. The vent uh, stack was wrong. We as home team called it out uh, in that it wasn't correct. The builder called me personally, uh, told me that I was well, he told me what he thought about my knowledge and my inspectors, yeah. called me some names, but he actually called me back a week later and said, hey, you guys were right. I didn't realize that the plumbing inspector had inspected it, and then we moved it. You guys were correct. So it's the only builders ever called me up to apologize after calling me some uh, choice words. But, well, yeah, it doesn't – to the <clears throat> inspector, the permit, the, the green stickers don't mean anything to us. We're not, we're not looking it. for them. All right. <clears throat> Very good. We we get that and we we stop put that away. This one comes in for uh, Greg and myself. And actually, the two of you, uh, Brad and Chuck, can actually jump in. Sandy writes in, should she fix up her house before putting it on the market? And I will tell you, there's probably a diverse opinion on that. Greg, you want to go quick, but fast? No, go ahead. But not, there's the, I'll go quick, but it's not quick because, like you said, there's many different things depending on what you're upgrading, um, you know, safety or structural. Then you look at What's the inventory like? What's your price point like? What's your gonna What's your return gonna be? So all of those things are gonna factor into each individual um, upgrade, in my opinion. But they, you can get deep and you can get a long conversation on that. And I'll add on to that. I agree with what Greg says, but I will tell you, folks, if you put money into the house, you're not gonna get the money out. The most you'll get out is a hundred percent. That's at most, and that's really for a rare item. Brad, you might be able to chime in here for a let's say a new garage door. Mm-hmm. That will get you back close to a hundred percent. But if you put money into upgrade your 
kitchen, let's say you put 10,000 in, you'll be lucky to get 8,000 out of, out of it when you go to sell. Yeah. yeah. The only thing, yeah. the only thing I would add to that though, is don't, don't not do maintenance. I, I think that right. a lot of times people are not doing maintenance because they're just assuming they're selling their house. The inspector is going to find all this stuff anyway. I think it's cheaper to handle the maintenance before you put the house on the market. You know, realtors always say, but Brad, we don't want to have to disclose it. Why? Just tell them, hey, right. these were the repairs that were made. If if you want to show them receipts, that's fine. That's more an agent call. But please do the maintenance on your home before you put it on the market. No, yeah. And to, to, to follow up with Brad, maintenance and upgrades are you know obviously two different things. The maintenance, we love to see. As an agent, when I go in, when I'm bringing a buyer into a house and I see a list of things that they've done to maintain, receipts for air filter changes, whatever the case may be, any fixes that needed to be done because every there's no there's not one perfect home in the world. So mm -hmm. if you're if you don't have those receipts showing that you're doing maintenance, that's a lack of faith. And we see that when you walk in the home, you can see what we call the deferred maintenance. Right. And that can drive people away. And I agree with both of you, Chuck, I'm bringing you in on this thing. And this is kind of like an offshoot of this. So many times Problems will be found in a house, folks, and I'm bringing you all in behind the scenes, but um, this is what the show's about is education for all of our listeners. Problems will be found. So let's say Brad finds, let's just say, an estimate of $2,000 worth of problems. That's any, any inspector will write up what they find. Now, the seller may not want to do those repairs, so he will offer the buyer money in lieu of those repairs. So offer the, say it's $2,000, but he can't do that legally. Chuck? Yeah, bring it up. Um, yeah, you you can't just give money from a seller to a buyer. Uh, that's income that drives the lenders nuts. They just won't allow it. All the fine print, and and we always get the whole oh well, what if I just hand them a check afterwards? Uh, well, all the fine print that the buyer's signing in that you know 120 uh, page loan uh, docs uh, are saying things like all the numbers are correct there's nothing going above or below the table other than what's on a settlement statement uh, so that can even in certain cases be a felony um, you just loan fraud is what you're saying right yeah, loan, loan fraud, fraud. right uh, you just can't do it you have to have a bill to pay okay yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you've got a bill to pay, well, great. You can go ahead. We can pay that all day long on a settlement statement. Uh, you can, you know, have money uh, to change the purchase price of the property. But I always get to see it at the last minute. Mm -hmm. Oh, hey, we've got all this other stuff. Can't we just give them yada, yada, yada? It's like, no, you can't do that. This is something you have to handle way up front. So what we do as realtors, and it has been allowed, as loan officers and closing attorneys is we offer our seller to pay $2,000, in this case, $2,000 is the number we're using, $2,000 of the buyer's closing costs right. and prepaids. But that has to be done way ahead of way time. Way ahead of time, right. Right. Because in otherwise- lieu of repairs, right. Yeah, yeah. So two sets of documents are prepared. One that says seller paying buyers $2,000 in lieu of repairs, closing costs in lieu of repairs. That doesn't go to the lender. What goes to the lender is a second document that says buyer does uh, seller to pay buyer two thousand dollars closing costs. So it's gray. I I would tell you it's gray, but the mortgage companies all will understand and go with it. And tell you what, folks, it works. Will the government ever put their nose into it and and mess around with it? Maybe. But this is the way it works right now. I thought, I thought you'd like to know. WHAS uh, Sunday mornings, they might. If they listen, you never know. <laughs> yes, I was going to say, I, I might prefer to see that uh, the buyer's 
just wave right. uh, repairs as opposed to 2000 in lieu of because then you've got a document outside of uh, the lender's knowledge. And since I represent the lender at a closing, uh -huh. uh, you know, that well, that can get a little fuzzy. I'm gonna, one more quick bet here. And we'll move on. I'm going to bet the next closing you do where it says two thousand dollars towards closing costs, then the addendum came in about the time the inspection was done or negotiated. <laughs> I'm going to bet that that's in lieu of repairs. Yeah. Well, the, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be able to say anything because no, as you're you not. just indicated, yeah. you don't give me that paperwork. We don't. That's right. Exactly. It's one of these things that's accepted. We do it as realtors and it's one of the little things that helps to get the deal done and we move on. If you want to see what our buyers and sellers are saying about us, you can go to Louisville. Uh, Zillow.com or LouisvilleGoogle.com. We have those are written reviews and um, we're proud of them. We're going to take a break. When we come back, some ticking time bombs that may be in your house we want to uh, uh, make you aware of. Continuing with us uh, for the show, and we appreciate them being here. Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service and Team Bugout, 844-411-TEAM. Chuck Crosby, the owner of the Crosby Law Offices. They do real estate closings, wills, which are so important, powers of attorney, and a variety of other things. 502, of course, 499-6360. My son Greg does our marketing, photography, and so much more. And if you're thinking about selling your home now, in the future, this year, next year, or beyond, do not hesitate. Give me a call on my cell phone anytime, day or night. It's... Uh, 376-5483 and I'll answer my phone yes I do or you can go to bobsellslouisville.com when we come back those ticking time bombs we're listening to 840 WHAS I'm Chuck Crosby a real estate attorney here in Louisville with Crosby Law Offices I've been practicing real estate law fixing problems and helping people for over 22 years so if you're a buyer looking for advice information or professional closing services call me if you're a property owner, real estate professional, you have a problem, you just can't fix it, call me. If you're a landlord and you're having problems with your tenants, call me. Again, I'm Chuck Crosby with Crosby Law Offices. You can reach me at 499-6360. 499-6360. This has been a paid advertisement. Hi, I'm Brad Lawler with Home Team Inspection Service, the area's largest home inspection company. Our teams of dedicated professionals, including many veterans, inspect thousands of homes in Louisville and Southern Indiana each year. And team makes all the difference. Extra sets of eyes and overlapping duties means a more thorough inspection and better value for you. Multiple teams mean we're able to inspect your home when you need it. Radon testing, home inspection, termite reports, one call does it all. Get the team, get home team. Looking to sell your home and maximize your profit? I can help you. Hi, everybody. I'm Bob Sekoler, owner of the Sekoler team, REMAX Properties East. We can buy your home, but the way to get top dollar is to let me sell it on the open market. With me, you're selling it on your terms, ensuring you're in control every step of the way. Call me, 376-5483. That's 376-5483. Or go to BobSellsLouisville.com. In today's real estate market, you want someone you can trust in the driver's seat. In Louisville, that's Bob and Greg Sokola. Bob and son Greg have helped thousands of families just like yours turn challenges into solutions. They can give you a guaranteed sale of a custom marketing system to get your home sold on your timeline and for the most money. And they have an instant cash offer program. You deserve the best there is. Bob and Greg, go to WeSellLouisville.com. You'll be glad you did. 
News Radio 840 WHAS, the Louisville Real Estate Show. We're continuing to the top of the hour. Thank you, Barbara Corkman, who's our mentor, friend, and she's did that commercial and many commercials with us, and Greg and I both appreciate her endorsement. If you are uh, in the mood to buy or sell a home, listen, I'd love to help you. You can reach me anytime. Bob Sekolder, just call me on my cell phone, free, no obligation, coming out, plan, we'll talk about it, 376-5483, or you can go to bobsellslouisville.com. Also here continuing, my son Greg, who does our marketing photography, Chuck Crosby, who is the owner of the Crosby Law Offices, and they do real estate closings, and they do a great job. They do wills, powers of attorney, commissioner sales, and a variety of other things. You can reach Chuck at 499-6360. And also Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service. You can reach Brad for that or for his team bug out, which is a bug service. You can reach Brad at 844-411-TEAM. All right, there are some time bombs ticking in our homes, and we need to know about them. Brad, I'm going to read it out to you, and I'll give you a little primer and then just jump on and give me a line or two. First is foundations, a small crack, brick veneer, home's exterior. Could be a big problem, correct? Uh, could be. Uh, may also be a minor problem if it's just in the brick veneer. But, yeah, you would definitely want to take a look at that, make sure it's not shifting or moving or getting larger. Uh, also looking for the vertical crack through the brick, not just a crack in the uh, in the mortar. Uh, those vertical cracks through the bricks show that there's structural stresses at work. Your roof could be a problem. It may look great on one side, but the other side might be in terrible shape. Thoughts about that, Brett? Yeah, I think the the only thing there is that it's it's a good idea to have a roofer, you know, come out every few years, take a look at your roof because they're able to find problems that can that are repairable before they cause so much damage that you've got to replace the roof or worse. Same thing about septic systems. Many people don't have them cleaned for many years, but it's a good idea to have them checked and cleaned. It is. Uh, also, it's a good idea to use the um, the probiotics, the you know, the bacteria that you flush down the uh, the toilets every mm-hmm. so often. Uh, anything you can do to keep the uh, the bacteria alive in there uh, is good because that'll keep all of the uh, the septic items flowing uh, through uh, the system. Average so family. What saying, well, what you're saying is that the probiotics work for your internal sewage, uh, your body, and yep. if you the take probiotics, external, it might yeah. pass. All right, yeah, yeah, same, yeah, same, same stuff. Same probiotics. Okay. <laughs> A yep. family of four. How often should it be cleaned? The septic tank quickly. Um, my understanding, family of four, you're probably looking about every three to five years. Okay. Uh, and I would definitely be on the uh, the shorter end of that. Uh, just because it's easier to pump them off than it is to uh, fix lateral lines. All right, we go quickly. Old electrical wiring from World War II era and beyond. Yeah, if you've got knob and tube in your house in particular, um, yeah, just you got to make sure you talk to an electrician about uh, de-energizing all that stuff. Your crawl space could be a problem if you don't look at it, because I just heard the other day one of the homes we've got listed has a uh, water under the crawl space. Uh, a lot of crawl spaces have water, broken uh, sewer lines, uh, toilets leaking into the crawl space. No one knows. Check periodically, at least once a year. Have have someone go take a look. Just make sure it's still dry and there's no surprises there. How often should you furnish your uh, service, your furnace and HVAC? Uh, every six months, twice a year. Before. Change the filter how often? Uh, well, you could do that every month, depending on the type of filter that you have. Okay. Check your deck. How often should that happen? Because it, it could be a problem here. Yeah. yeah. Decks, particularly the way that they attach to the house, go underneath and just make sure you don't see anything pulling away. If it's just held to your house with nails, get a, a contractor in to attach it uh, to your house correctly. You should not have any wiggle or shake in a deck. If you have a heating oil tank, should that be checked up on as well? Uh, well, if, if you're using it, yes, but if it's been out of service, you probably want to talk to someone about actually removing it. You don't want those 
empty sitting in your uh, basement or in your yard. Dryer vents should be clean on a regular basis professionally. Uh, yeah, probably once a year is a good idea. All right. Old plumbing. We're but, wrapping things up. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. It's my no. volume just dropped off there. Uh, um, yeah. I think that you would be looking at probably once a year uh, for dryer vent cleaning. Okay. Old plumbing. Just have a check to make sure there's no leaks or about to, to blow. Yeah. 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 And finally, water e heaters. What's the age of the average water heater w to end its life? Uh, those are probably good for somewhere in the uh, 10 to 15 year range. Um, some people want you swapping them out at seven years. There are parts that are replaceable on water heaters. So don't just think just because your thermostat's gone out that you have to buy a new water heater. You could replace the thermostat for, you know, less than $200 and, you know, get another, you know, five years, 10 years of life out of it. So there are some maintenance parts on those too. All right, 11 ticking time bombs. You should be aware of, folks. If you want to hear those, again, I know we went fast. Go to louisvilleanswers.com. That's a redirect to our YouTube channel, louisvilleanswers.com. This question coming in for Chuck Crosby. Donna sent us the email. She says she has filed for divorce, Chuck, from her husband and is now planning on buying a home in the next six months. She's wondering, is there a document that is needed for her soon-to-be ex-husband to sign that says that he is not going to be party to this new home that she's buying, and she'll she will in fact be the sole owner of the property, and he has no right to it. Yeah. Well, uh, sort of. Um, there's different views on this. My view is if he signs a document saying I have no interest in this house, okay, mm -hmm. that's our starting document. Um, the statute that gives him an is interest says anything she owns in fee simple or by herself during coverture, which is the legal word for the time you're married, he has a courtesy interest. A, spouse, a female spouse would have a dower interest. Harks back to the days when you had to bring six goats to a marriage kind of mm -hmm. thing. Anyhow, um, the statute says property you own by yourself. Well, if he signs off a document that says, I have no interest in this house, well, that just kind of verifies she owns it all by herself. So I see it kind of like a snake eating its tail. OK, so what typically is done is to waive the dower or courtesy interest. Uh, they'll come in and they will sign off on the mortgage, because remember, until a judge says you are not married, you are still married. So even though you filed the divorce, even though you've got a legal separation, doesn't matter. You're still married. So they come in and they sign off on the mortgage document. Now, that sounds kind of scary. The problem or the, the thing that makes it not scary is there's two documents that create a mortgage, a note, which is a promise to pay, and a mortgage, which says if you don't make the payment, they take the house. Now, in the mortgage, paragraph 13 or 21, depending on which bank you're using, uh, will say that if you sign only the mortgage and not the note, so you did not sign the promise to pay, all you're signing is the mortgage saying if you don't pay, they take the house. Then if, if you only sign the mortgage, you're not personally liable for any of the money borrowed, period says it right there. Mm -hmm. um, in the 36 some odd years I've been doing this, uh, I can only count on one hand the time that a person uh, did not sign off on that, having been shown paragraph 13 or 21. And that was a high conflict divorce. He wasn't going to sign it no matter what. Mm -hmm. Another way around that is don't own it by yourself in fee simple. Have a friend, a mother, a child, uh, you know, probably 
parent, brother, sister, somebody go on the deed with you in joint survivorship. Joint survivorship is technically a life estate with fee simple after one of the parties passes. So dower and courtesy doesn't attach in that instance. Okay. All right. So uh, that's that's typically the way it's handled. All right. Well, hopefully that will help. A reminder, if you have tried to sell your home in the past, but nothing worked, uh, I have buyers. I do. And lots of them. If you want, we can help you. Go to BobHasBuyers.com, fill out the form, submit it, and I will contact you and get you on the market and sold. Over to Brad Lawler at Home Team Inspection Service. John's buying a house in Tennessee, and he sells his condo here in Louisville. The inspection of the house in Tennessee determined that there were active termites and there had been some termite damage. And he's wondering in this email, um, are termites a bigger problem in Tennessee than they are here in Louisville? Should they be checked on a yearly basis for all types of homes? And how would a condo owner or homeowner here in Louisville know if they had termites? So several questions there. A lot. Uh, so termites are everywhere. Uh, Tennessee does have Formosan termites that have not yet gotten to Kentucky. Uh, but other than that, we have the eastern subterranean termites that do uh, lots and lots of damage silently and quietly. Um, best idea if you own a home is to have your home inspected for termites uh, on an annual basis. Hopefully you've got a just a general contract that would cover that. Um, that way, if you find activity, you can go ahead and treat it. Um, Depending on the type of treatments, they're good for anywhere from one year to 10 years, depending on the product that's used. Uh, there are monitoring stations out there, not to be confused with a baiting killing station. I won't get into that, but just know what you're getting. Um, Team Bugat uses liquid termiticides to 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 do the uh, treatments with condo associations. You know, we do, um, we do a lot of the inspections on the individual use. I don't know, you know, exactly how they would work as far as who'd be responsible. Uh, but we have, uh, condos that we inspect that have termites and they're taken care of by sometimes the association. And at other times we've had the, uh, the sellers pay for the, uh, the treatment. So I probably can't comment specifically on that, but yes, they have yeah. impact condos too. Chuck, Chuck, I would bet that that depends on the covenants, conditions, regulations. Yeah, it yeah. does. Uh, the bylaws, the HOA documents. Uh, some HOAs uh, go to the studs only. Some go past that. Uh, what if there's termites? Uh, I assume termites can get into all manner of things. Oh, yes. Uh, so there may be some shared uh, mm -hmm. liability. Uh, while we're with you, Chuck, this question, very simple question from Frank. He says he's a first-time home seller. And he is wondering, when does he get his money when he sells his house? When does he get his money when he sells his house? In Kentucky, right. uh, you go west of the Mississippi, they have different uh, ways of handling things. Uh, but in Kentucky, um, you walk away with a check. So you get it right at the closing. And how can he be sure that that check is good, I think, is what his follow-up question was. I see. Well, there's a couple ways to handle that. Um, a, uh, it's an attorney's uh, escrow account, so there are certain restrictions there. Um, if he wanted the money wired, money can be wired. Uh, and then it's uh, an instance uh, uh, transference from one bank account to the other. Interesting. All right. That should help. That hopefully answers your question, makes you... Sure. The attorneys here, they're, they are regulated and uh, they have to answer to a higher authority. Yeah. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah. Am I going to spend uh, the next 10 to 15 years in a small room with an unpleasant roommate over the uh, proceeds check, I guess, is right now. Uh, no, how I look it. at it. Yeah. Coming up on next week's show, and I'm going to pull the all of you, uh, just in getting ahead of this, 
do you use a top sheet on your bed? So typically you got the, the sheet that goes over the bed that's fitted. Then there's a top sheet in some cases, a blanket and maybe a comforter or duvet. So let's go around the table. Chuck, do you have a top sheet on your bed? A top sheet. You're talking about between me and the blanket. Yes. Yes, of course. Why Why wouldn't you? Okay. Uh, Brad? Yes, I do. But I know those folks who don't. Really? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a it's a popular way of sleeping. What do they call it? Norwegian sleep or something oh. like that? No, we're we're technically uh, we're technically Southerners here. You got to have a sheet, and yeah. you gotta have a sheet. Right. Right. Comfort. You got to have a sheet. There's a new Bob, debate. There is Bob, a new you didn't I, answer. No, I I have a sheet. I definitely okay. have a sheet. But there is a new debate going on. We will discuss it. The pros and cons of having a top sheet on your bed. That's okay. next week's show. Okay, because this yeah. gets into other topics, as in what do you wear? Where, no, we're not, not going there. This is a while you're in is, bed. Yeah, no, we're not going there. But okay. That gives you an idea of what next week's show is about. We thank our guests for the show. Of course, Chuck Crosby, the owner of the Crosby Law Offices. They do a fabulous job of real estate closings, wills, power of attorneys, and foreclosure defense, and commissioner sales, and beyond. You can reach Chuck directly on his uh, at his office at 499-6360. Brad Lawler, owner of the Home Team Inspection Service. They come in as a team, and he also owns Team Bug Out. And by the way, Home Team is also located in Frankfurt and in Lexington as well. Call 844-411-TEAM. My thanks to my son, Greg, who does our marketing, photography, and so much more. And you can reach me if you're thinking of selling your home now or in the future. I'll come out for a free, no-obligation analysis. We can talk about what the plan might be and come up with a plan if you want to use me. I'd love to help you. If not, no problem. You can reach me at 376-5483 or go to BobSellsLouisville.com. We're out of time. See you next Sunday on News Radio 840 WHAS.